five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Poem podcast, your premier source of everything to do with the Vancouver Titans. I am Chris at Lightforce, the voice that you hear each and every week, at least when I'm not on a cruise ship, joined virtually by Ani at Strain and Sam at another Sam Chan. Welcome, gentlemen. How goes your week? Pretty good. I'm coming through probably not as crisp sounding as usual. I kind of forgot my Blue Yeti at work. I use it for, to record uh, tutorial videos. Uh, so I'm with a snowball today. Just kind of, yeah. But other than that, life goes on. It's moving soon. Sounds yeah. pretty good. I'm happy to be back after a little hiatus. Yeah, what, why did you skip last week? Like, are we not good enough for you? Uh, you got a note from, from note from the doctor or something? Basketball, something, something. Uh, it's a blur. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, the uh, the week that was was uh, somewhat eventful for the Vancouver Titans, which we're going to talk a little bit about uh, in this episode. We've also got another interview lined up. This time we have the coaching staff, or most of the coaches. We have Yangwon, Pajon, and, and Dante joining. But before we get into our regular episode, uh, for those of you who follow me on social or happen to be in our Discord, heard the news that one of my uh, best friends, uh, the best man at my wedding, Mike, uh, passed away suddenly this weekend. And while I won't get into the, the specifics of, of everything, I think it serves as a, a great reminder that if there is that person, that friend, that family member that you haven't talked to, you haven't reached out to in a, in a, in a while, you know, pick up the phone, send, the, send, yourself a, send them a text message, send them an email. Um, before we hit record, you know, Sam, had, you'd mentioned that, you know, life is short. And I think sometimes we, we, we don't take that um, realistically until something unfortunate happens. So don't, don't, don't be me. Um, pick up the phone, make that phone call. Moving the payload. Join me. So talking about uh, the Vancouver Titans performance over the course of the week, they got themselves two wins. Uh, they beat the Angelus Mark three, one and the Dallas fuel four nil. Uh, however, the Hangzhou Spark 3-1 victory sure didn't feel like a 3-1 victory, did it? Oh, that was probably one of the poorest performances we've had in the regular season. Uh, it started out, and we, we tend to start games well. Oasis felt like a really easy start for us. Samensu did Samensu things on Zarya, so it was a, an easy 1-0. But then we went back to that new strat that everybody seems to, seems to be like the really hot thing now running the Samba goats and Salmon Sue is not as good on the Zarya as he is on, on, on uh, sorry, he's not as good on the Samba as he is on the Zarya, obviously. Um, and the five Oh yeah. <laughs> Some port, exactly. Port all management, old management as well for that map. Uh, yeah. They're, they're coming to uh, apprehend me as I go through this uh, map, but yeah, they got the, the one, one in horizon. Then Numbani we held for a while, but then Gushu got a couple of kills. Uh, thank, thanks to Haksal and some cool picks at the end there, we were able to clutch it out before they got all the way to the third point. And we evened out, but but we uh, sorry, not even out, but we went up 2-1 and then Havana started. You guys want to talk about Havana a little bit? Because that's, that's when it begins to uh, be kind of uh, blurry to me. Well, so... 
I, I had commented that I felt it could have been a 3-1 score the other way. Hangzhou sparking in a 3-1 win over the Vitamin Now, realistically, that's not actually what could have occurred. It would have been a 3-2 with a map 5 and probably should have gone to map 5. But on the Lunar Colony map, uh, and we, as you had sort of alluded to, the fact that the Somber Goats uh, pick the, the Vancouver Titans are playing in the regular season, it almost feels to me that this is the scrim for them. They're yeah. trying out different you know, combinations in the regular season in preparation for either stage or match play or season mm-hmm. playoffs. We heard from Bumper that he really dislikes scrims. Maybe they just chose to <laughs> do those in the regular season. That's weird because my theory was actually that they didn't want to go past point one because they'd only scrimmed with with the first point. <laughs> so so they had to kind of keep it that way both times. Yeah, yeah the I I'm curious and I, I'll be the first to admit I'm not as familiar with the Vancouver Titans with their time as Runaway, but who would have been the best Sombra? Uh, well. There, I would guess that the best Sombra on our team is either Haxal. See, that's what I thought. Yeah, they, 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 I think he even has an alt account named Haxal, like an H-A-C-K. Oh, wow. <laughs> <Where> he <laughs> made Sombra. I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, it, it was a weird flex. I'm not sure why they're not playing. They're, they're trying out stuff. Why aren't they bringing out Stitch? Well, okay. So that was the other follow-up question is that if they are going to go and experiment like this, then why not bring out, you know, a player like Stitch or, or even right. a Greg? Like we've seen Greg on, on Sombra and outside right. of him, you know, EMP in a wall. Um, he didn't do too badly with it. And I'm not trying to say you take SMS out and, and drop him, but I, depending on the comp, if this is sort of the way you want to play, why not do it then? Unless it's just pure experimentation. Or as Sam says, they only scrimmed to the first point and, uh, well, okay, as we're done. Probably, yeah. I, th- I actually think the big, big switchover they made this time around was was losing the Diva. So it was Janu over on, on the Zarya, right? And mm-hmm. and because Solmensu's, you know, dabbled in, in Sombra throughout, throughout the stages, you know, here and yeah. there, bits and pieces. And, and like, like... He didn't look great this weekend, but but he hasn't looked bad in the past. I wouldn't I wouldn't say he's like you know a god tier sombra by any means, no. but he wasn't. He was all right. Yeah, he had like a one poor uh, ult there, but he did well at the start. He was beginning kind of rough, but I think that the biggest like drawback from this strat is you don't have him on the on the Zarya. Mm-hmm. This is where the weakness lies because Janu is not. Well, nobody is Saminsu on, on Zarya. We saw mm-hmm. how weaker we were when Stitch was playing the Zarya. We saw. Yesterday, how underwhelming uh, John Ozari is because Samin Su, man, that he's like constantly supercharged. So maybe that's the the chink in the armor for us in the Sombra Goats. So my biggest concern coming into this map was uh, Gushue's monkey, but he was on the Rhine and he played really decently. Um, yeah. Then Havana. Well, okay, let's get the Nambani <laughs> North first. Yeah. So, so Nambani <laughs> North was close, probably a lot closer than it should have been. The Vancouver Titans played really well and then suddenly fell apart. Yeah. And that's really what allowed Hangzhou to, to get the two point cap and, and potentially get to the, the third. But um, Numbani, I feel that the Vancouver Titans get overconfident on maps that they're good on. Numbani North, Hollywood North. Um, I actually called it Havana North. We'll get to Havana in a moment. But, <laughs> When they get overconfident and then things sort of go sideways or go pear-shaped on them, it's almost like they tilt slightly. Yeah. And, and the opposition just takes advantage. 
because there's no excuse here, right? Salmon, so it was undesired. They were basically playing their best uh, composition. Mm-hmm. And unless for like Haxal's clutch shield bashes a couple of times in this map, I'm not sure if we were able to stop them or, or win this map. They held us really well on that first corner coming out to the left from, from the point. Well, and, the, um, and the Titans rolled the point. Like that was the thing. It was in the bottom yeah. north and then suddenly they stalled out. Yeah. And it was the same thing on the reverse. Like actually I walked away for a second. I I, I fully thought they were going to do a full hold and then they just, I think they lost one fight and then, that, and then it was just rolled. They were kind of sloppy. Yeah. Speaking of sloppy, Havana. I mean, you, you've been wanting to get to Havana ever since we hit the record button. Why don't you start off and describe uh, Havana? Man. We got held hard and didn't weren't able to come out of choke. And Samansu went back on the Sombra. It looks like the proper co- composition in this map, like at least seeing other teams do that. And he couldn't get his EMP quickly enough. So yeah, it took us a while, but finally we went out of spawn and we didn't get to B. We had like two meters away from B. Like we couldn't get to the distillery. So we tried the same strat on defense, but the spark break through pretty quick, uh, quickly. They got EMP a, a bit quicker and everything seems to be lost now. Like there's no way three minutes left. All they have to do is reach the distillery. Mm-hmm. Well, not even the distillery, just in front of the distillery. <laughs> right, right. To the, to that area where, where the payload halts for a while. But again, Haxal, he, he was insane. Really a lot of clutch plays. He kills Adora. Twilight picks off IDK. They don't have two healers. Slippery slope from there. Janued's insult to injury needs a grab there. I mean, Haxal saved us like two maps in this uh, game. And obviously these are the maps brought us the victory. Well, and, and, and this happens a lot in traditional sports. You can talk about it until you're blue in the face. How like um, championship t- teams or like the more experienced teams get those weird victories out despite playing worse than the opposing team. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't have any other explanations to that victory uh, and the entire like uh, map against Spark. Definitely not a 3-1 to be proud of. But a 3-1 it is. That's true. It was our 17-0. And, you know, good teams need to be lucky. To get right. lucky, you need to be good. I, I am concerned that Havana is more than an aberration. And I called it Havana North because arguably the Titans did everything they could to hold. Like the fact that they themselves couldn't make it to the distillery and then still won <laughs> against a, a team that was playing them yeah. really well, I think shows how clutch they can be when they apply themselves. I also really like the fact, sorry, I'll, I'll just let you go on, but I really like the fact that it was... Uh, it wasn't like a losing map. We could have lost this map and yet we didn't. No. And that's what I said. Yeah. They clutched up. Like that's why, you know, I referred to it as sort of Havana North because mm-hmm. the Titans arguably did better than any other map, any other hold that we've seen, whether it be Esk or even hybrid. Mm-hmm. Right? They clutched the F up. And F stands for French. Fudge. Oh, we, we got to match, match that. So they got the 3-1 victory. They remain undefeated. And then uh, they've played the Dallas Fuel this weekend. And I mean, <laughs> you, and I, you and I had said that this was going to be a 4-0. Even me, who normally goes just with 3-1 through, I'm like, no, nah, I could see this one being a 4-0 too. And uh, oh, yeah, it's 4-0. 
like it, it felt to me like it was a, you know, that, that scenario where a cat like gets a bird, but doesn't outright like mm. kill it. They, it gets the bird and then, you know, plays with it for a few hours until like it, you know, dies on its own. That's what it felt like the Titans were doing with the Dallas fuel. But, yeah, it's I, I don't even have any notes for for this map. Unlike the one we had against the Spark, it was garbage play from uh, Dallas. Really reminded me of their uh, first season antics. They're not looking good. Constant outplays on that map. Pl- uh, not map. I mean the entire game. Plethora of fights. We won five versus six or four versus five that we had no business of winning. Uh yeah, it was pretty bad. I have no redeeming things to talk or say about the fuel zachary how many, ta- how many times have we played the feel now i feel like i've said this on this podcast before like we we play the feel a lot well the, yeah. and we four o them a lot it feels play like playoffs, yeah that's a good question we we did play them once also in the playoffs yeah. i think right no was it at least, at least once in the playoffs if not right was it twice could have been twice no no, no, it's just uh, just the who who's gonna win the the battle of Texas right now? Ooh. Uh, oh, I, I have to give it Houston, which yeah. Well, I'll, we'll, we'll talk about. We'll get Houston. into that, right? Yeah, 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 we will, we will. We're on your side this time, I think. <laughs> <laughs> when when do you think the Zachary experiment is gonna end? Oh man, I don't. Dallas's coaching is they're so like aloof with their decision making there's like so sure with what they're saying or what they're doing is so like stubborn oh uh, it's not even stubborn it's worse they're so confident with their <laughs> horrible decision making or like i don't know they constantly trash talk and badmouth other teams how they're how like underwhelming their play is but now man what, what can you say i'm i'm worried about team usa and team canada well not team U- team canada because he's not coaching them anymore, but Arrow, uh, I don't know why. Why? Why is that guy still getting the benefit of the doubt? Zachary uh, does. I'm not sure. He's a nice guy. He is a, ni- he is a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of nice we're, guys. We're very clear in in distinguishing on this podcast. Like, you know, they're great people, and we're not bashing the person. Sure, we're clearly just bashing their play. Well, we're all good people, and you don't yeah. see us playing the Overwatch League, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, beyond the fact that you know it was a cat playing with its food, um, what did we find in 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 the fights themselves? Well, we got to see Bumper go on Widow. And he got a, well, he got, it was a 1K. I actually thought it was like a 3K, but he only got the, the one, one headshot. Uh, and it, they said he walked off the map. But if you look at the kill feed, he actually didn't. No, I got booped by got booped. Diva. Yeah, no, booped him. So, uh, you know, you got to give credit to Bumper for, for going in and, and flexing that way. And then again, they were doing that because they had already got the, the hold on Dallas. They went and, you know, flexed their DPS. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Eichenwald, uh, Dallas put up a fight, kind of. Uh, I mean, it, they they did well on on their uh, attack run, and then on escort, it really wasn't until the they got into the castle where the Titans then sort of slammed the door shut. But I I don't know how much that was the Titans just having a good time compared to Dallas doing well. Was that the map of Rappel? 
No, because that was uh, with Raquel. That was Rialto. When when, uh, when Raquel came in, oh gosh, it was like uh, I think at one point uh, Bumper was trying to you know play sniper with Ryan. Hmm. Like it, it was so crazy. We also got like another Bumper, um, you know, charge off the map, a classic. Well, so <laughs> didn't that OGE have one too? <laughs> He did, man. OGE. I remember I mentioned him, name dropped him out. Great a tank he is. He had a bad match, probably the worst I've ever seen him play. Bumper had his number the entire game. Do you think that the Titans played well or the feel were extra bad? I don't even know. They were so bad. Like so it sounds. Yeah, it sounds like we're bashing the field so much, but I don't, I don't, I can't even tell if the Titans played well, to be honest. I think it was the worst like opposition we've had since that uh, game we've had against the Valiant uh, during stage one, I think it was, or was it, I think so. When we, I think it was stage one. Yeah, 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 yeah. That felt like right up there with like easy. Uh, GG easy mommy please tuck me into bed kind of match <laughs> <laughs> it was uh not not good i'm not i'm not gonna lie so so saturday was the match right like i i think i think like force you had tweeted on behalf of ready set pone i was i was doing a charity run it was a 10k where we're raising money to to build a water wells in guatemala um so so i was doing that enjoying the sun enjoying enjoying life so i didn't catch this match live and and so afterwards, I was like, okay, I don't know if I'm gonna have time to to go through go through everything. And this is full transparency to those listening to the podcast. Sometimes we don't watch the full match. Usually it's me, um, but that is transparency. So so I caught I caught the highlights, and I caught I think I caught two of the maps, and I actually fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> you might have been like awake. But you're just your mind tuned out. Yeah, and it, it kind of just melded into like yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought about other games. Like you could have switched out, you know, this week's game and put yeah. in like last stages Dallas game. I wouldn't Definitely. have noticed random um, thoughts of what you're going to have for yeah. dinner or like how did the Raptors kill Golden State in that last game? I thought we weren't going to talk about that, man. Oh, we didn't. You were you were you're sleeping. You're imagining yeah. stuff. Uh, okay. Well, enough of the week that was. Your Vancouver Titans remain undefeated in the regular season. Let's talk about the week that will be. So on Friday, your Vancouver Titans are going to be facing <laughs> off against the Chengdu Hunters at the uh, on the last game of the evening. Uh, Toronto's not playing in the first three, so it should go around uh, 9.15 Pacific if all things are equal. Um, now, the Chengdu Hunters present an interesting dilemma. One, they've played the Vancouver Titans well in the past, but they seem to have now decided that they're going to run a more traditional goats style of play. Now, as far as the maps within this match, we're going to be seeing Nepal, Volskaya, Hollywood North and Havana North. <laughs> so I, I look at, so I guess I, I look at both the control and I look at Havana and I have question marks. Because which which Chengdu comes out with both of those? Like if you have the the crazy Chengdu coming out on on Nepal, I think Nepal's conducive to a much more troubling situation for the Vancouver Titans. And yeah. then Havana, we just there's so many question marks about that map. We don't know how the Vancouver Titans play. I can definitely see us go the quad DPS route against <laughs> Chengdu. It's a weird team. I don't like weird matchups. Uh, they're not playing well now, but 
then again, they didn't play well when we first met them either. So yeah, and our, even, you know, gate Chad. If they give like Jichiren uh, the time on main tank, uh, I am more confident. If it's Amang and they roll out a weird composition, maybe they have a chance to take a map or like a map. Not not when I say a chance, not to win, obviously, but maybe to kind of give us more of a challenge than Dallas, <laughs> for example. Okay, well, that's I, setting I, a bar real low. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what we do here at the Ready Set Bomb podcast, I, really. I buried the bar on the ground. Can you yeah. step over it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, let, let me check. Are we playing uh, San Francisco? No? Well, the bar is pretty low then. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of feel like like Chengdu's schnick is like, people have kind of figured them out a little bit. As 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 I say this, the field did lose it in three one, but we we we're done bashing the field. So, Are um, we? <laughs> one last shot in. Um, but but I remember the first time, the very first time we played Chengdu, and it was it was this really close game where people were like, "Whoa, the hunters are for real," and then we rolled them the second time we played them. Right. Um, and now it seems they're definitely going more more traditional for for reasons unbeknownst to to the rest of us i mean like give me the crazy cops give me the what's what's the term we're using janky cops yeah um yeah that'd be more fun i think they did lose to valiant 4-0 before they beat the fuel 3-1 i don't know yeah let's just i don't i don't think it'll be a tough match okay so what are we predicting then sam Mm, 3-1 omni i'll go with the 4-0 Wow, really? Yeah. I'm going to say 3-2 Titans. I think it's going to be close. I have quite too many question marks on, on the yeah. on I'm not confident about it, but I'll take the 4-0. Okay. I mean, we, we all have the Vancouver Titans winning. I make that very clear. And if the yeah, definitely. Titans 3-1, I'm ecstatic. I don't see them going 4-0. If, okay, if they're up 3-0 going into Havana... Having seen how they played Havana when they legit needed to play it, what do you think it's going to look like in silly time? Yeah, I trust our uh, our guests that we'll hear soon to kind of uh, talk sense or roast a bit the Titans after their performance <laughs> against the Spark. So they always seem to like step it up a notch after they've almost like lose a map, uh, lose a game. Give me some stitch on Havana. Throw the man some tacos and let's yes. go. Please, please. There's no reason, especially when we're say up three zero. Let the man play, unless he's the one who's not still comfortable to go up there on stage. I'm not sure what's going on, really. Well, we we have actually seen more of Hureg than we've seen yeah. Stitch in, in recent times. No, and Rap, Rappel as well. Well, Rappel we've seen quite a bit, um, and if and I think that has more to do with the the role. They're, they're just trying to mix in support. Maybe it's the hero pool to certain maps where the Hurricanes come in, but Stitch did start and then yeah. found his way back in since. Um, I I feel even if we do go down the 2 to 2 lock for stage four, I think Samins will remain in the lineup. Hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. But, but it just makes no sense when we're throwing out these janky four DPS. Um, (laughs) and like your arguably your best dps is just hanging out playing cards with hurig in the back right well the second match in the weekend is against the los angeles valiant where the vancouver titans face the valiant on oasis paris eichenwald dorado so it's 4-0 and 
what's that going to be like? Like, I, if we thought Dallas was bad, is this a new Valiant? Is this a new improved? Is this a, a, a Valiant that now can see the light at the end of the tunnel? Well, they're good enough to be Dallas, but they're not. They have still a winning record in this stage. They're two and one. Um, I guess it sucks for them that they have to play the Titans. I don't see a lot of uh, chances for them to get any map wins. Well, apparently they got rid of Toxic Bunny and have been winning ever <laughs> since. <laughs> <laughs> could be, could be. Those Actually, bu- those I, really, I really like Bunny, so I don't know why I'm bashing him, but yeah, it's not like he even played. They just dropped him for for whatever reason. Well, Foro. I'm actually going three two, so Ooh. I I don't like I don't like this. It's not anything in particular. I just got a little bit of a bad feeling. Um, I think this is kind of like our our Chengdu of the stage where we you know nobody's really paying attention. Like the games like halfway through Sunday. Um, I'm not going to watch this one live because I, I have a basketball game at the exact same time. We're in the finals, by the way. Thanks for asking. Um, Ooh, so, so thank you. I, I do a great job cheering on the bench. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm basically, I'm basically stitch, you know, just <laughs> hanging out. Um, but, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I just got a bad feeling. I think, I think the, the Titans might kind of loosen that grip a little bit. And I mean, say what you will, the Valiant are still, still an owl team. So, hmm. uh, so are the mayhem and the justice. Eh, debatable. I'll take the three one here. Okay, so which are you thinking it's a three one because they lose Rialto or? Yeah, I think we're gonna. I'm, I'm not sure if it'll be Rialto, but I'm. Sh- I I have a feeling that we'll have a Rialto. Paris. I mean, Paris. yeah, Paris could be that. Yeah, Paris is a is a questionable map. It's a, it's a map where the Vancouver Titans have you know shown that the the bunker comps are are a difficult one for them to deal with, even though um, they do seem to be able to pull crazy comps out themselves and still get the, the points. It's just they unfortunately never have time bank. If you are needing a place to watch the uh, Valiant Titans match, however, there is an official watch party at the Sports Bar at Rogers Arena. And if you were to come and join not only all the fans, but us from Ready Set Pwn, at least myself, uh, Ani, you'll be there. I'm pretty sure I will be. I think uh, Mike will be there. And uh, as we've already heard, Sam won't be because, you know, he's choosing to sit on the bench at a basketball. Game. None of you guys are going to watch my game. What's up with that? Yeah, I thought well, we're homies. Send us an invite. Is, is it only League Pass? L- let me send you the invite. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if you do want to join us and all sorts of other uh, Titans, friends, uh, please check it out. Uh, all the information is either available through the Vancouver Titans Twitter. Uh, uh, we've retweeted it. It's in Titans Discord. It's in our Discord. Facebook. You name it. Yeah, they're probably the, in it. And the details to Sam's match are also on the Discord? Uh, no, they're not. Sam has yet to promote his... Uh, his basketball matches game. You'll see the parade. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. The last thing we'll share in the payload is the pool update. As we learned, it's still green. We're going to jump right into a segment where we get to interview Yang One, Pajon, and Andante coming up next. Bring it on! I live for this! So here we are sitting in an office in downtown Vancouver, and we've got the coaching staff here with the Vancouver Titans. So without any further ado, let me introduce themselves to you. 
안녕하세요. 저는 파지온 황지섭이라고 합니다. 벤쿠버 타이탄즈의 헤드코치를 맡고 있습니다. So that was Pajon, uh, the head coach of the Vancouver Titans. 안녕하세요. 저는 권양원입니다. 벤쿠버 타이탄즈에서 코치를 맡고 있습니다. And that's the coach of the Vancouver Titans, and his name is Yangwon. 안녕하세요. 저는 벤쿠버 타이탄즈에서 분석가를 맡고 있는 안단태 황재용이라고 합니다. 여러분은 지금 레디 스셋폰을 듣고 계십니다. 아, 그 레디 스셋폰은 다시 안 해도 돼요. 아, 그냥 아, 간단한 저희 아, 자기소개만 아, 하면 돼요. We like 다시, it. 다시 하면 돼. 다시 해도 아. 다시 드세요. 안녕하세요. 저는 벤쿠버 타이탄즈에서 분석가를 맡고 있는 안단태 황재홍이라고 합니다. And that was uh, Huang Jae-hong, the, uh, or Andante, the analyst for the Vancouver Titans. Awesome. Well, welcome to our podcast. Uh, we are the Vancouver Titans podcast right now. We're actually, I think, one of the only ones in North America. Um, I don't know if there's any in Korea. I know we have uh, a big Korean following. I mean, say we, you have a big following in Korea. Um, but we're going to kick this off by talking a little bit about uh, Vancouver. Um, had how many of you had been to North America before I guess now? 그래서 이제 먼저 다시 벤쿠버 오신 거 환영하고요. 그리고 안단트는 처음으로 벤쿠버 오신 거 환영합니다. 이제 혹시 12월 전에요. 우리 그팀 공개 전에 혹시 그 북미에 오신 경험이 있는지 그좀 알고 싶어 가지고 부탁합니다. 저는 퓨전 유니버시티라는 어 아카데미 팀에 있을 때한 10일 정도 방문을 한 적이 있어요. So when Pajon was the coach of the uh, Philadelphia University Academy team, he has been to uh, North America before. Okay. 저는 미국 쪽에 와본 적이 없습니다. 캐나다는 혹시 오신 적이 있었어요? 저번에 10월 달에 그 저희 팀 공개하는 날에 한번 왔었어요. 아니 그건 빼고요. 혹시 그 전에는 없었어요? 네 없었어요. So uh, Yang Won has not been to Canada nor the United States before the reveal event. Okay. 저는 이제 어릴 적에 올수 있는 기회는 있었는데 아쉽게 이번에 처음 온 겁니다. 네. So Dante said he had opportunities in the past, but uh, this is his first time. Okay. Well, first of all, you know, welcome to Canada, welcome to Vancouver. Um, I think for for myself, I am born and raised in Vancouver. I haven't traveled much myself, and I think it, it's important to realize that not only for yourselves but for the players. It's a big transition. Um, what would you say is the toughest part about, you know, let's say coming from Korea to North America? Like, what's the biggest challenge? 그래서 이제 그전 팀이 이제 한국에서 이제 거의 다 북미 온 경험은 없는데 이제 새로운 나라에 와가지고 이제 적응하는 게 조금 이제 도전하는 거볼수 있잖아요. 그래서 제일 큰 이제 도전하는 거 볼까요? 변화하는 것 중에서 이제 북미 캐나다 아니요 이제. 한국에서부터 이제 LA까지 오는 게 혹시 제일 어려웠던 게 특히 감독님이나 아니면 이제 선수들 입장에서 제일 어려웠던 게 뭔지 좀 소감 부탁합니다. 어, 가장 어려웠던 거는 음식 부분인데 뭐 셰프님이 계셔서 어, 음식을 해주실 때는 맛있게 먹을 수 있지만 안 계실 때는 배달 음식을 시켜 먹어야 되는데 좀 입맛에 안 맞는다는 게좀 그게 좀 힘든 면인 것 같아요. 선수들이 코치들. So uh, Pajon said uh, the the most difficult things um, that he experienced um, for him for him his transition from Korea to uh, North America was the food. Um, now they have a team chef in their uh, dormitories, but um, uh, sometimes when he's not there, they have to do delivery food, and sometimes it doesn't um, fit their taste, and that's the struggles that he has to deal with. But um, you know, when the chefs at home, they eat well, and he makes very good food. 
So that's the biggest challenge that, uh, in Padron's opinion, that both the uh, coach and the players are going through. So just a follow-up question for Padron. What food do you miss the most? So he misses his mom's um, kimchi stew. So it's like a stew with kimchi, some, usually some pork and some variety of ingredients. Okay, awesome. 저는 외국 생활에 딱히 불편한 점 없고 항상 미국은 미국이나 캐나다 생활 되게 외국 생활에 재밌는 것 같아요. 도전하는 게 재밌고. 근데 제일 어려운 거는 한국에 없는 팁 계산법. 아. 이거 하나 때문에 되게 계산하기 힘든 것 같아요. Uh, I think you're going to like this answer. So Yang Wan doesn't really uh, mind moving from uh, the Korea to North America. He has he, he finds it a fun opportunity, especially uh, meeting a challenge. If there is one thing he wants to criticize is the cultural difference of tipping. Um, as you're not typically, like, a tipping is not a big thing in Korea. And here um, you have to calculate, like, how much do I have to give? You know, what's the appropriate amount? And that's a bit of a hassle for him and a bit of a challenge for him here. I completely agree. <laughs> I'm with you guys on this one too. 완전 동의하세요. 특히 우리 둘은 이제 저는 한국에서 왔고요. 그다음에 이분은 이제 Are you Chinese based? Yes. Yeah. So 이분은 이제 중국에서 와가지고요. TP 같은 그런 게 문화가 없잖아요. 그래서 그래서 동의하신대요. 완전 동감이래요. 어, 네. 저 같은 경우에는 이제 이렇게 뭘 등록을 한다거나 뭐 구매를 한다거나 이런 식의 뭐 인터넷 서비스라든가 아니면은 상점에 가서 이것저것 이용하기 위해서 필요한 절차 같은 게 조금 어렵고 나머지 부분은 네 불편한 점은 없는 것 같아요. So I have a follow-up question for Dante. Uh, how different is it from Korea? 그러니까 어떻게 한국이랑 다르세요? 그게 시스템이. 한국은 입력돼 있는 정보가 있다던가 아니면은 이제 그냥 간편하게 절차가 이렇게 나와 있는데 미국은 이제 하나부터 저희가 처음 온 거기도 하고 해서 다 입력을 해야 되니까. So uh, the first the answer for Dante in the first place um, was that uh, getting used to like how to pay for everything, you know, getting used to all the systems, like registering for everything was a bit of an issue. In Korea, like from a very young age, like a lot of the things are provided in terms of like, you know, what's in the database and all that. So registering for like, let's say credit cards or stuff like that is relatively simple. But then because, you know, he just came here to America, um, he has to, you know, reapply for the whole thing, which is a bit of a hassle, especially when you're a foreigner. So that's the, uh, the challenge that he goes through. And one very, very important question from me. Do you like basketball? Pajun said uh, he's played basketball uh, since middle school and played until... Uh, into university, so he's a big fan. 저는 골스의 팬입니다. Golden State Warrior. Uh, is a Warriors fan. <웃음> 그럼 그 결승전에 누가 이길 거라고 생각하세요? 그 랩터스하고 그 다음에 워리어스 중에서. 워리어스요. Uh, he predicts that the Warriors will win. <웃음> 저 같은 경우에는 고등학교 때 수업 말고는 농구만 했어서 네, 그 정도로 많이 좋아하고요. 이제 기회가 되면 다음 시즌에 팀원들하고 같이 농구 경기도 보러 갈 So, uh, Dante um, didn't go to school much from what I hear. And he says um, he liked he'd rather play basketball, and that's what he did. And uh, one of his goals next season um, is to uh, watch a professional basketball game with the players and staff. Cool. 
So uh, my favorite sports are soccer and hockey. Um, do I do any of you one? Have you watched either hockey or soccer? And if so, um, do you have a favorite team? I don't think soccer is an issue because it's a big sport in Korea. But I'll ask about hockey. Can you hockey? 혹시 보신 경험 있으세요? 혹시? 아니 아니 그그 게임 전에 혹시 그 한국에서나 그런 하키 게임 본 경험인지 혹시 제대로 본건 그게 처음이었고 그냥 so um unlike uh Canada or the US watching a hockey game is not easy so mm-hmm. maybe they saw it once on TV but it's really difficult but the first time they saw hockey was at the reveal event okay so Vancouver Canucks are the favorite team by default 그리고 혹시 하키 하키 팀이나 아니면 축구 팀 중에서 제일 좋아하는 팀이 있는지 혹시 알려주세요. 당연히 밴쿠버 캐넥스 팀 제일 좋아하고요. 축구팀은요? <웃음> 축구팀은 토트넘의 아, 아, 손흥민이 뛰고 있는 토트넘을 가장 좋아합니다. 이상해요. The famous Korean player Son Heung-min is um, playing for Tottenham Spurs, Hotspurs. Uh, 혹시 그 Champions League 결승전 보셨어요? 여기 와서 아쉽게 보진 못했는데 보고 싶어 결과만 봤어요. Unfortunately, he could not see the Championship League finals, um, but uh, he did see the results um, after. Go Reds! You'll never walk alone. To Liverpool fans here. Liverpool fans here. 그럼 양원 코치님은 좋아하는 팀 있으세요? 당연히 하키는 밴쿠버 캐넥스 캐넥스를 제일 좋아하고요. 축구는 약간 TMI지만 저의 본체와도 같은 느낌이었어요. 아, 저는 지금 축구로 금메달 3개, 트로피 하나를 소유하고 있을 정도로 열렬한 축구 광역 축구 선수였고요. 중학교 때는 제일 좋아하는 팀은 리버풀. <웃음> Good choice. So, uh, Yang Won actually is a big football fan. Uh, he won a lot of medals when he was in uh, middle school. A lot of a lot of gold medals actually. Like High, high level stuff and um, as you've heard from him he is a big liverpool fan that's the correct answer yeah 어 저는 저번에 밴쿠버 캐넥스 경기를 직접 보지는 못했지만 가끔 이렇게 SNS로 올라오는 하이라이트들 보면은 되게 자주 보는데 되게 재밌을 것 같더라고요. 밴쿠버 캐넥스가 가장 좋아하는 하키 팀이고 이제 축구 팀 같은 경우에는 이제 바로 옆에 있는 화이트 캡스 아. 황인범 선수가 있는 화이트 캡스를 좋아합니다. <laughs> so, um, uh, Adante is a big Vancouver fan. Um, he His favorite uh, hockey team is the Vancouver Canucks. Now, he was not with the team um, during the reveal mm-hmm. event, so he was he hasn't had the opportunity to see a hockey game, but he sees it through Twitter and all that, and he thinks it's a very fun sport. Um, and his favorite football team is the Vancouver Whitecaps. Also a good answer. Because of the uh, the newly acquisitioned um, player, Huang Inbom. Okay, I love Huang Inbom. Uh, YP Lee, did you... 이영표 선수 혹시 아시세요? 그 전에 그 Whitecaps 뛰어나왔다나. 네. Yeah. They, did they know of YP Lee or Young Inbom? Yeah, YP Lee is famous in Korea. Okay, oh, no, I know. I just, I... I so I, I don't know this. I'm asking you these questions. I only know Vancouver. Like if they play Vancouver, yeah. Uh, Omni, do you have any questions? Uh, uh, yeah. Well, how did you really get into coaching? What was your first decision? When did you know that coaching was the right path for you? 
그래서 어떻게 코치나 아니면 감독 같은 그 생활을 시작했어요? 언제서부터 이제 아 코칭 코치나 아니면 이제 감독하는 게내 이제 생활이 될수 있다는 그런 거 언제 알게 됐어요? 그냥 마음이 끌려서 일단은 게임을 좋아해서 프로 게이머를 하려고 했었고 그 와중에 저의 한계를 느껴서 코치로 전향을 했어요. 그러고 나서 그냥 계속 유지한 거는 제가 하고 싶은 일이라 기분 좋게 하고 있습니다. So Pajun said that um, um, he likes the game. I think like you know his mind's in the game, and the, the game calls calls out to him. Um, he originally wanted to start it out as a pro, but then uh, transitioned into a coach. And because he enjoys what he's doing, you know, he likes. He's in a very good place, and uh, you know, he's in a very good position right now. 저는 학생 때는 게임을 많이 했었는데 성인이 되고 나서는 게임을 안 했었다가 우연히 친구 생일날 오버워치를 접했다가. 일을 엄청나게 했었는데 일과 게임 중에 하나를 그만두자 해서 그만둔 뒤로 그냥 무작정 어떻게든 여기까지 왔던 것 같습니다. <웃음> so um, when Yang Wan was in school, uh, he played a lot of games, and then uh, once he became a member of society, he decided to quit a little bit to focus on his career, just his regular career. But then um, uh, during his friend's birthday, uh, Overwatch came out and he got uh, he got hooked onto it. And you know, it kind of became like a I play and I work. But then it got to the point where okay, what do I have to choose, work or play? And he decided to well, we know now that he chose to play, and he's he managed to get to this far. 어저 같은 경우에는 오버워치를 굉장히 좋아했어서 저도 선수를 한번 꿈꿨었는데 이제 손목 부상이랑 이제 부모님 반대로 인해서. 그냥 쉬던 와중에 이제 지금 한국에 있는 지시부산 웨이브에서 코치로 함께 달라라는 제안을 받아서 지금 여기까지 왔습니다. So um, Adante also likes the game, not not a surprising answer. Um, and he did have um, aspirations to become a pro, but uh, carpal tunnel issues along with um, a opposition from his family, particularly his parents, uh, made him uh, just go into coaching options. And then um, when He got an offer from his previous team, GC Busan Wave. Uh, he took the opportunity and then eventually made it to the Vancouver Titans. So, I mean, from from me, in in soccer, and you guys like soccer a lot, coaches are called managers, right? And in other sports, they're called coaches. So, for you, how would you compare being an Overwatch coach being different from being a a normal sports coach? Because you, you know you live with the players and so on and so forth. 그래서 야구하고 이제 축구팀 보면 이제 감독이라는 포지션을 보면 거의 매니저라고 하잖아요. 이제 타이틀을 보면요. 근데 다른 스포츠는 거의 감독이라고 감독이나 코치라고 불렀는데요. 오버워치 코치하고 감독이라고 하고 그다음에 그런 스포츠의 감독하고 혹시 차이점이 뭔지 좀 알려주세요. 있으면요. 그럼 전문 스포츠는 몰라도 그렇다면 그 오버워치 코트가 뭐가 특이한 점은 그런, 그런 말씀 부탁할게요. 여기까지 오기 전에는 스태프가 많이 적어서 그냥 제가 감독 혼자서 모든 매니저랑 무슨 전략이라든지 분석 모든 걸다 했었어요. 근데 여기 오고 나서 역할이 이렇게 나눠져서 좀더 좋아진 건 있는데 저희가 제가 전문적인 스포츠 뭐 축구나 농구 막 그런 거에 전문적인 코치의 아 전문적인 감독들이 어떻게 일을 하는지 잘 몰라서 차이점이 정확히 뭐다라고는 말씀드릴 수 없어요. So uh, Pajun um, said that because he hasn't coached in traditional sports before, he can't say what's the, uh, the unique characteristics between um, an Overwatch coach and a traditional sports coach or a manager. But um, he did like he wants to say that um, in his previous um, teams, because of the lack of staff, uh, he usually had to take on you know the role of the coach, the analyst, um, the manager, you know, 
pretty much all the roles, but then now that he came to the Vancouver Titans, all the roles are kind of carp- like you know, division of labor is you know well done. So he only has to worry about the coaching part. 제가 아는 제가 아는 스포츠 감독의 말을 들어본 결과는 농구랑 축구랑 좀 비슷한 것 같았어요 감독들의 역할이 경기 내에서는 그것도 좀 보면은 오버워치도 약간 비슷한 것 같아요 경기 중에 말을 해주는 경기 끝나고 중간 중간에 말해주는 거랑 또 선수들 그냥 멘탈 잡아주는 거 딱히 이와 다른 점은 없는 것 같아요. So uh, Yang Wan um, makes a comparison to basketball and football or soccer um, in terms of how the managers like uh, manage their micromanage their players um, in the matches, especially during the break times. Um, he says that a similarity between um, traditional sports in that sense and Overwatch is that um, between the matches, um, you know, he has to make sure that the players' mentality are in the right place. You know, they're not being tilted. They're not um, worried about that one play that led them to a loss in a map or something like that. So his he thinks that the similarity is to make sure that the players are in the right place before they go into every match um, during the break times and before the matches. Uh, 다른 점이라고는 이제 필드가 있는 스포츠랑 저희는 이제 맵별로 하니까 그런 점에서 이제 여러 가지 상황을 대처해야 된다는 그런 차이점이 있는 것 같아요. So uh like that was Dante and he said that like Pajon he doesn't know um too much about regular or traditional sports because he hasn't had much experience. But what he will say is and I think this is a really interesting insight from him. Um good point from him is that in a traditional sport there's only one type of field or one type of map to prepare for. And that's, you know, if you get that down, that's that's like half the battle. The thing about Overwatch is that there's different maps and each map brings a unique characteristics and how, um, and different scenarios and they have to prepare for every single one of those. Mm-hmm. So I think, so in his point of view, that's what he thinks is like the difference between um, an Overwatch uh, coach slash analyst and a regular or traditional um, sports coach or analyst. Uh, to follow up from that question, while you didn't, coach in a different sport before but you did uh, some of you coached other teams before i wanted to ask what is special about coaching this team this vancouver titan what uh, titans team what is the best part about coaching this team and what is the toughest part about coaching this team 그래서 이제 그 모든 이제 스태프는 이제 다른 팀의 그 코칭한 경험이 있잖아요 그래서 그 전에 있었던 팀에 비교 비교하면 어떻게 왜 벤쿠버 타이탄스가 이렇게 특별한지 뭐가 잘하고 뭐가 잘 못하고 그다음에 그왜 이렇게 그 잘하는지 그 조금 소감 부탁합니다. 그리고 그 코칭할 때 제일 좋은 거하고 제일 최고한 부분하고 그다음에 제일 어려운 부분 부탁합니다. 일단 잘하는 이유는 선수들이 가장 뛰어나고 뛰어난 선수들과 코치진을 보유하고 있어서 가장 잘한다고 생각하고요. 가장 어려운 거는 생활 적응인데 뭐 여러 가지 부분에서 생활 적응하는 게 아직도 좀 힘든 것 같아요. So Pajon said that um, you know all the t- players are very talented and you know they listen to the coaching very well. Uh, the that's the best thing that he said about the Titans. Um, the biggest challenge, and I think he mentioned this before, is the um, is living um, getting used to living in LA and and a completely different uh, country compared to Korea and. That's the biggest challenge that he feels um, the uh, the team is going through. 저는 아직 한 팀밖에 못 맡아봤거든요. 언어웨이 때부터 꾸준히 왔기 때문에 아직은 한 팀이라고 생각하고요. 그리고 좀더 나아진 거는 당연히 저희 스태프진이 더 좋아진 거. So um, 
Yang Wan can't comment much because he's only coached the current Titan slash the old Runaway, and he sees that as one continuous team, which makes a lot of sense. Um, I think the thing that he would like to say is that because there's more support staff um, compared to uh, the Runaway days, I that's what he feels is more. Um, that's what he feels is better. Oh, Teweso, 아니요, 그냥 제가 이게 지켜지 아, 네. 네. 얼마 네. 얼마 없는 기간이더라도 그거를 제가 선수들하고 같이 지내면서 느낄 수 있기 때문에 네, 아쉬운 점은 크게 없는 것 같습니다. So um Adante said um uh, that was a long one. Um the good thing about the Titans is that uh regardless of the meta, they know how to um figure out what's like the best um team comp in a meta and how to uh take advantage of the meta and then, you know, bring good results yeah, out of it. Exactly. So they're very adaptive. Um, they know all their weaknesses and their habits and their strengths. And I, I think that's what makes them a special team. Um, he says that, um, you know, it may, it's not because he hasn't been te- with the team for a while, but he hasn't seen anything difficult yet. And that's, that's based on his instincts. Cool. Well, as we wrap things up here, I do this, Every week when we have an episode, I give these two gentlemen the chance to say some final words to our listeners. Um, They often say stuff uh, that uh, doesn't have much impact. So I'd like to cut that time from the podcast and give it all to you. So any final words that you would like to share with the listeners of the podcast or even, you know, fans of the Vancouver Titans? so, uh, Pajon said, um, you know, to all the fans, um, thank you for supporting this team and all the care and all the love that has been given to them. Um, and, uh, you know, please keep supporting them. That's what he wants. Thank you. 네, 일단 이런 자리에서 인터뷰를 마련해 주신 이렇게 계신 분들, 팟캐스트 분들한테 상당히 감사하고요. 늘 그랬듯이 응원해 주시는 팬들이 있기 때문에 애들이 선수들이 좀더 힘을 잘낼수 있는 것 같습니다. 항상 응원해 주셔서 감사합니다. So uh, Yang Wan would first of all like to uh, uh, thank us, the podcast crew, for giving him this opportunity. And he would also like to give his thanks to the fans um, because of their support. That's what he thinks um, is the reason why the Titans are doing so well. So, uh, you know, just keep on supporting them. That's what he asked. Uh, 되게 접하고 싶어 하시는데 이런 자리 만들어 주셔서 감사하고요. 그리고 저희는 이제 스테이지 2까지 왔지만 앞으로도 또 열심히 해서 좋은 결과 보여드려 
보여드리도록 하겠습니다. 그리고 어제 있었던 팬미팅은 선수들한테 정말 네, 좋은 추억이 될 거고 내년에 또 많은 기회로 접혔으면 좋겠습니다. So a bit of a long one from Dante, but um, what he said was um, thank you to the uh, us again for giving him giving him the opportunity to talk about this. Um, he also would like to thank the fans for their support. He also would like to say um, the fan meeting was a a great opportunity for the for the players to interact with the fans, and it will be a good memory for them. And he's looking forward to more events like that in the future. Awesome. Well, on behalf of the team here at Ready Set Pwn, you know, thank you, Pad Jian Yang Wan and Dante for joining us. We're going to take a quick break before we jump into the fray. As we dive into the fray, let's talk a little bit about the week that was. So in week two, we had the Houston Outlaws defeat the San Francisco Shock 3-2. Like, we did, okay, we talked about this on it. You and I are like, okay, that's not going to happen. Like, this is, (laughs) who in a million years could see Houston beat the Shock? They tilted them, man. The Shock just went. <laughs> it can't get any better than that, really. Like Houston getting their first <laughs> win. I <laughs> I was laughing the whole episode when I was listening to you guys on there. I was like, I should have come on and I should have made the proclamation that seems right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> well, that's true for any episode that you skip, but <laughs> Yeah, I just I just I just throw random crap out there and every once in a while I could be right. <laughs> It's just, I don't think anyone outside of maybe the Houston Outlaws parents thought they had a shot. I, I, I and I, I, I didn't get to see the, the match. I was following it in, in Discord, and it's just unbelievable the amount of hype. And I, I think this is now going to settle many arguments as who, who the top team in the league is. Like for so long in the power rankings, the shock were being placed above the Titans. Because oh. of the recency bias, the fact that, oh, they beat them in stage two and yeah. they had their, their golden stage. I'm so happy that I'm not going to have to listen to the analysts going over and over again how they are the best team in the league. We kept hearing that about the NYXL continuously throughout stage one, but surprise, they're not as good. I mean, they already looked a bit shaky when they barely scraped that win off of the uh, Atlanta rain. And Atlanta should have won. Atlanta had to make mistakes for San Francisco to... Right, and Houston... uh, took that took their own heads out of a dark place and stopped playing that 3-3 and went and played DPS. They put Dante on the Sombra. Honestly, their Sombra goats looks better than ours. Uh, <laughs> it was quite impressive. I'm happy to see that team kind of uh, evolving. Maybe now that they have an owner again, uh, players are paid again. <laughs> I'm not sure what's going behind the scenes, <laughs> but, but it definitely looks like a different team now. I'm excited to see them. They also almost got a victory out of the NYXL before that. So I'm pretty impressed with them. I'm going to, I'm going to join the bandwagon, Sam. <laughs> how, how, how hard do you think harsh is in Sumin ear right now saying, see my man Dante, see my man Dante. That's what it's about. 
definitely. Didn't someone asked Harsha, like, if you if you could give Houston any advice, what would it be? And he tweeted back, win. And sure as hell, <laughs> it worked. they won. And he's like, see, they take my advice. <laughs> just just win. It's easy. Um, the match that we said you should watch, Shanghai Dragons Atlanta Reign, was 3-2. I actually thought this was a, this was a good one. Like, I, I think we actually picked correct. I just, again, I, I don't know anyone in, outside of the Outlaws' parents picking the one above. Uh, Cheng, I, I think, he, oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. One last thing before we drop the, the Outlaws shock is is one thing to note is the, the Outlaws came back on that Havana map. So I think this is something... This is throwing a, quite a wrench in in you know the 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 league where where you see kind of the Titans screwed up a little bit on Havana. The Shock have now definitely screwed up on Havana. I think it could be one of those wrenches that could be thrown in, and there could be some upsets because of this map. <sighs> Probably, I think it's more of a mental thing. So Havana is the goats breaker. Maybe San they've Francisco. tried everything else. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they can't balance the heck out of goats, but they can map the heck out of goats. Yeah, yeah, and and that that was the other thing to reference last episode when we were talking about the two 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 lock. This is what I'm gonna miss: the janky Doomfist Sombra. What else did they have going on? I can't even remember the. I, th- I think they had Rockus on on Soldier or something crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's what I'll miss about two two or the two 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 lock. You're, I thought you were gonna mention uh, the the brig that you're gonna miss. <laughs> Never miss brig. Okay. Uh, Chengdu Hunters beat the Dallas Field 3-1, and as we already are, the Vancouver Titans beat the Hangzhou Spark 3-1. We move on to Friday. New York Excelsior beat the Paris Eternal 3-1. London Spitfire beat the Toronto Defiant 3-1. The match that uh, I only picked, Houston, rolled over Boston 4-0. Yeah. The one that I picked, the Glads beat the Fusion 3-1. I mean, Friday wasn't really much of a day. I mean, I, we sort of talked a little bit about that on the pod. Uh, Saturday... Uh, Hangzhou Spark 3-0 over the Washington Justice. Uh, Washington, okay, what is it with them and their ability to draw a map? That seems to be like the moral victories that they, they, they have. It's really the only victory they get. They can draw a map. Yeah, maybe maybe Harsha needs to tell them about victories. All they like, focus now is not losing. So when you focus hard enough on not losing, I guess you can draw a map. Wasn't, wasn't there a rumor that Harsha was going to go to Washington? I didn't hear that. I I think I think he interviewed with them and and they I don't know he, Harsha had some kind of sideways sideways tweet about how it's ironic they're called the Justice or something. Oh like that. wait, you, you mean before the season? Before yeah, the season. before the well, season. Well, not not only that, he was offered a position. He left yeah. the shock and then they kind of backed out because they had like uh, budgetary issues. So it was way more than. Just an interview. It was the justice kind of a- should be very happy that mayhem are what they are because nobody's <laughs> talking about them. Hey, should yeah. we send the justice a thank you card? I mean, we have our show yeah. because of it. Definitely, uh, I'll uh, send them a thank you. Hamsamida, uh, whatever. <laughs> any, any in all languages. All, all the languages we know, we'll we'll pull together. Sure, sure. Uh, Soul Dynasty beat the Atlanta Rain four 0 That was the map. That match that we said you should watch uh, only because Sam would be cheering them on. <laughs> uh, Vancouver Titans beat the Dallas Fuel 4-0 as we already learned and the Valiant beat the Guangzhou Charge 3-1. So there's a, there's a win for the Valiant. Yep. Right. So maybe things there's a, a lot of teams are in a free fall right now. Sunday. It's kind of, oops, sorry. Yeah. 
No, no, no. Go ahead. I was going to say Sunday with the San Francisco Shaw come back to reality and figure out that they still need to win. So they stomp the Soul Dynasty 4-0. Mm. Um, not even close. Paris Eternal beat the Florida Mayhem 3-1. Philadelphia Fusion beat the Boston Uprising 2-1. And the Glads beat the Justice 4-0. Um, the closest was Boston, Philly. I pick it. I'm I'm therefore awesome. Yeah. And they also tied a map. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again about San Francisco. Uh Seoul was pretty hyped up. They they never lost a map until this game, so I was expecting more from them. I'm sorry that we always talk about San Francisco so much, but again, it's not that they lost all their talent, right? I think it just goes to show how incredible it is what the Titans are doing now and keeping constant and being so consistent with their play because a lot of like psychologists from the sports world will, will tell you that the hardest part is not winning, but actually keeping and repeating. Uh, like when you have a goal to aspire to, it's so easy to improve. But when you finally made that, like when they won that stage two, it's so hard to keep at it. Right. So I think that's kind of the, the slump that they were in, in their first two games. So finally, I guess the coaches kind of slapped some sense into them and told them, "Hey, you're you're a good team. Stop <laughs> screwing around." <laughs> and uh, yeah, hold up. The I'm just reading this now. The Justice played three times this week. Uh, not this week. Did they? No, twice. No, no, no. Oh no, no, no. I, I messed it up. Messed it up. Well, they haven't won a match in a while. Never mind. Yeah, I mixed booze. it in the last Sunday. Hit the booth mm. after the podcast, not before. <laughs> Can't wait. Speaking of the week, though, will be on Thursday, the San Francisco Shock faced the Boston Uprising, the Paris Eternal faced the Houston Outlaws, the Hangzhou Spark faced the Dallas Fuel, and the Shanghai Dragons faced the LA Valiant. I didn't get my picks in because it's just been, you know, a week. But Sam, you chose the Shock Uprising. Omni, you chose the Eternal Outlaws. Sam, why, why didn't you choose the Outlaws? I think I had a typo. <laughs> actually actually i honestly think that the outlaws got this game oh you're that confident i'm pretty confident okay i okay. I, I think with with uprising being kind of weird and unpredictable i think we i, I was trying to predict another shock outlaw thing mm. um but I don't, I don't i'm not nearly i wouldn't nearly be as confident yeah well game, i think it's gonna be an interesting map like yeah Paris Eternal versus Houston Outlaws. The game that will set apart the mediocre bad and the mediocre good. Has there been a team we've talked about less than the Paris Eternal in, in oh. you know, this season? Like they like people we just don't care. Like we 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 make fun of the bad teams because you know they're really bad and that's always fun. And then we talk about the good teams. And then we kind of talk about the the somewhat good teams who might become good or might become bad. And we even talk about the weirdos like the uprising in the rain, but like the Paris Eternal, we never talk about well, Early, yeah. early in the season, we did speak about the Eternal, but that was because they were undefeated. And we had thought that they might be the first challenge for the Titans, yeah. and they were not. And then Guangzhou, too. They only gave us like a good fight in that map. And if, if that game didn't happen, we wouldn't have spoken a word about that team either. But I think the thing with Guangzhou is like they, they have some interesting like like high high peak players like uh, – uh, Happy, for example, right? Yeah. Um, um, who's, who's their support? Shoe, yeah. Like yeah. they, they have some good players that you, you might want to tune in a match. Just I, I've hey. never been like, hey, let's watch the Eternal. Come on, the Eternal have Shadowburn and soon. Does Shadowburn play now? 
Not really. <laughs> Unless they like roll a far, probably. All right, that that's probably anyway, more anyway. than enough uh, Eternal speak for one. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you next stage, Eternal fans. <laughs> <laughs> On uh, Friday, you've got the London Spitfire, New York Excelsior, uh, San Francisco Shock, Florida Ma'am. Yeah, like. Wait, 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 wait. Can I say something? No. I feel like these. <laughs> Sorry, but I feel like these two teams play each other like all the time. What the yes. hell? Yes, they do. Like I, I saw that and I picked the match and I was like, ooh, it's a, one of those classic Korea clashes. I'm like, no, I've, <laughs> I've done this too many times. I'm going to pick something else. That was my notion. Exactly. So the Glads and Dragons were the match that you picked and both of you picked that. That would be the one I choose. And then you have Chengdu and uh, Vancouver Titans. Yeah. It's cool to watch the dragons. The dragons are cool. On Saturday, you've got the London Spitfire facing the Washington Justice, the Atlanta Reign of Philly Fusion, the Toronto Defiant, Guangzhou Charge, Hangzhou Spark, Seoul Dynasty. You both pick the Spark Dynasty match. And yep. I would presume Sam picked the Dynasty just because. He wouldn't pick the Charge Defiant match just because. Fusion yeah, Reign. I, I actually am curious about that. And Spitfire Justice, why would you? So, Yeah. How many more, uh, like, lineups will we see from the soul dynasty well so they okay was it on when the animals was sideshow or was it they were describing how soul doesn't have like a b lineup they have the lineup so whatever they have gone and built for the team they're playing and the maps they're playing on a series of different like scenarios so they have essentially a what a 10 person roster where they simply pick the six that they feel the equation balance mm. success i don't believe that i think they have a game of musical chairs before they step out onto the stage rock paper scissors it's maybe too, it's too complicated just put your best players and win the damn game but they're all so good <laughs> Choose, <laughs> don't make me on sunday the chengdu hunters take on the dallas fuel the boston uprising take on the paris eternal the houston outlaws take on the florida mayhem and your vancouver titans are facing off against the la valiants Oh, See, you know, here, sorry, what? I didn't know that we were able to not pick a game. That was my day for not picking a game. Wait, is Cheng, Chengdu Hunters Dallas Fuel the, the match of the week? I guess so. Uh, is that is that the because I can't, I thought it was the Saturday afternoon. I'm pretty sure that's the first game on a Sunday, no? I can't remember. 12 15, 12 30, something like that. Yeah, it was two podcasts ago. I can't wait. Until I get to see Chengdu play the Dallas Fuel, I'm I'm hyped. That's why you're waiting for the Mayhem match. Yeah. There was too much hype for <laughs> you to choose the Dallas Fuel. Uh, well, it's a rough day. Having spun around the league, let's talk a little bit about the spinning that's been happening over on the roster. So you had the Shanghai Dragons release off tank Guardian uh, that happened uh, earlier. Uh, or later last week, I guess. So I was going to say earlier this week. It's sort of midway through. And they also picked up Envy from the Defiant, though I didn't actually see in that trade as to whether or not there was something going back to Toronto. Money, maybe? That's what yeah. I find weird about like esports trades is that in, in the traditional sense, like traditional sports, there's always something like future considerations, cash considerations, player to be named at a later date. Like if it's not something specific. Draft picks too, but we don't have those. <laughs> but like something tangible in in esports, it's like, yeah, we've congratulations, we've sent you somewhere else. We'll miss you. 
And then the other Maybe. team is like, congratulations, we got you from somewhere else. <laughs> like, we traded you for a couple of uh, epic skins. <laughs> like it, maybe that's what it is I, i'm genuinely curious i don't know i want i'm wondering how how a, a player feels when they've been traded for what seems like nothing yeah it's i kind of like yeah like like y- we're better off without you but you know good luck we really liked having you here yeah all, all the salary stuff and the money stuff is very hidden in this sport compared to other like traditional sports so we don't get those leaks i guess not yet yeah so we just know the public uh, stuff, like. But players. from from the Toronto angle, this this envy thing kind of caught my eye because he was one that's supposed to be one of the. Right. Well, he's the, he's one of the team captains, right? And he was yeah. one of the first signings. It's yeah. a big deal when they got him. Yeah, they were planning to build around uh, Envy and Neko at the start, and now that core has exploded. Uh, well, we're seeing so. them going towards this mixed roster too, so could that have something to do with it? Yeah, it was weird to see when they signed uh, Sharik and Gods. Maybe they have like internal issues there, probably, because they were all Korean and suddenly they're not. Maybe they're going to reverse mayhem. I don't know. Exactly. Don't they have all that stats guy from, from Winston's lab? Uh, Baroy? Yeah, I think it was Baroy. Yeah. What are, what are the numbers telling them? Well, the numbers oh. told them to send Envy to uh, Shanghai. Mm. The numbers in the bank, probably. I feel a little bad for all the Toronto fans that uh, that bought Envy jerseys. Maybe they can get a sticker or something for free. Yeah. Maybe he wanted to play for the Clippers. Mm. <laughs> in other move news, this one, okay, this is, again, the traditional sports fan in me kind of raising his eyebrow like, what? Kodak Flex Support steps down from the Atlanta Reign to join ATL Academy. Now, he was on a two-way contract, and ATL Academy already had two players on two-way contracts, which was the max. So Kodak is no longer on a two-way contract. He's on an academy contract. Like It's like, I get that you want to play, and I, I totally understand that maybe he wasn't given any other alternative, but ultimately, he got demoted and demoted hard. Yeah, the Gator Gator is the other one, right? On on Atlanta, I think. Yeah, you, you, when they started the season, when they still had the friend, they kind of flipped uh, Dogman and and uh, Kodak all the time. Kodak was kind of more, you know, the lower risk and lower reward kind of Zenyatta, where when you have like Dogman, he's either popping off or feeding really really hard, and I guess they went with with going the risky route now when they try and upset like better teams. So Kodak is not in the lineup plans. It was his decision, right? From the way it's phrased yeah. steps down. And that, that's the part for me. That's, that's a little weird, but again, I don't get the inter intercases of. Yeah. I hope for him that there might be another uh, deal coming up. I'm not sure though. And then the other news of the day is the mayhem added rain. Yeah, support main uh, previously of the O2 Blast, or at least that was the team they previously played for. He was more in the yeah. organization before being. Uh, that would be a perfect fit for the Vancouver Titans, just because of our weather here. But <laughs> you see the tweet get- that Atlanta, you know, put out before the announcement. They just had like rain clouds all over, <laughs> you know, Florida Panhandle. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
Anyhow, um, other news. So this one's kind of fun times because it's getting into the business side of things. The Immortals Gaming Club has officially acquired Infinite Esports and Entertainment, who owned Optic Gaming. So Optic Gaming was owned by IEE. IEE just got purchased by IGC. So IGC now owns both the LA Valiant and the Houston Outlaws. I see. I hope there's a merger coming up. Well, so a merger. <laughs> Find the two, two rosters, you know, sell the other franchise and Bob's your own. They might be decent. So in a traditional sports world, this is a no-no. You don't own two teams in the same league. And for people who would be like, oh, why, why is that a bad thing? Well, one, there's the optics where one team gets preferential treatment over another. And then there are other problems where let's say the Valiant need the outlaws to lose to make the playoffs and, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, let's throw at in esports throwing. I think anyone can relate to that. It's thought of extremely poorly. So the Overwatch League has said, yeah, no problem. We're OK. And <laughs> apparently the Houston Outlaws are going to be operated by like an IGC shell, like still IEE, but not until which time is something can be done. And what something might be is who knows what. But what's real interesting is the Valiant and Outlaws apparently already started scrimming because why not? <laughs> I hope it was kind of like an emergency solution, like a band-aid solution, and then this thing will be resolved because I completely agree with you. I don't see how it can be sustainable in the future because there's so many conflicts of interest that might arise from a personnel perspective, like you said, when they te- like play each other or or uh, you know other teams that might be in in the running for a spot. It's Super shady to me. I hope they resolve this. Should we start a GoFundMe to buy the uh, Houston Outlaws? Uh, we should have started before they started winning. It would have been cheaper. <laughs> but is this is this a big deal in esports? Then I, I don't I don't have the deep history you guys have because like it like, should be though. Because like isn't like back in the day before pre Owl like LW Blue LW Red um, Lunatic High had two teams. Uh, Meta Gaming has two teams. Like, isn't, isn't that pretty common? Uh, I guess. But, like, the, the big thing about the Overwatch League is that they try to make it as professional as possible. And, like, when a league is not to, like, throw shade at the previous leagues that we had in Apex and all that, they were kind of semi-pro in a way. Mm-hmm. And now that we try to, you know, put up a higher standard of a competition and parity and... and you know, have a fair play. You don't want stuff like that happening. But I'm, I'm, I guess I'm trying to think like, oh, okay. If, if I'm trying to imagine in the same example, like if, if the Aquilini's bought, I don't know, a team that owned the Oilers or something like that, like something like that, like would, would the league be able to stop that sale from happening? Cause technically they're not buying like the outlaws. They're buying the company that owns that happens to own the outlaws along with a bunch of other stuff. Right. Well, I think they could, right. The, uh, like normally owners of a franchise get together and they can vote on stuff like that, approve or disapprove. The commissioner is the one who needs to, Kind of uh, give the go or no go, but we don't have one now. So no, I guess I guess the tr- example I'm trying to say is, is like, let's say I don't know, I own Superstore and I also own own the Canucks or something. Yeah, but but then I buy, I don't know, I'd buy Canadian Tire, and the owners sure. of the Canadian oh, Tire yeah. used to own, also own the Oilers. Like, yeah, on how paper, how would the league stop that? Right on paper, it looks like 
non-related, but everybody knows. So, so in yeah. to use the NHL as an example, the league needs to approve any right. transaction that involves the sale of a team. Doesn't matter who mm-hmm. the company might be. And the NHL has in the past uh, not allowed uh, this, a sale of a team to go through. I mean, being, uh, the team uh, is still belongs to the league as it is a franchise. It's not a privately held. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. And I, I, your, your point about, you know, in esports where maybe it's more familiar to ha- own a number of teams is true. I just feel that when we're talking about um, sort of the clan style team that we saw yeah. in, in, you know, Apex, what have you, uh, compared to the league style where we have the actual regional teams, much more complex. Mm-hmm. But again, we, not, none of us know what those agreements require. Mm-hmm. And at this point in time, it is sort of what it is. It's gone through. Okay, so be it. Yeah, and also like with the LW Blue and, and Red was the other one. They basically started the two franchises from scratch. They they funded it and they built the organization. But here you're buying a franchise from the league itself. So I guess so. No, and I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I agree with you guys. I'm just trying to figure out, you know, from yeah, the perspective how how I could actually stop that from happening. Boy, I'm sure that there has. Well, if there's no language prevent that from happening in like an ownership agreement or a franchise agreement that's kind of mickey mouse would you be surprised their commissioner just got poached by a rival company yeah okay so maybe someone you know lit that uh, napkin on fire i don't know um <laughs> other things that have been happening along at least in the video game itself is that uh, we saw a new lore vid come out uh the reunion focusing on baptiste uh, gave us some backstory and introduced this new potential tank uh, that could be an upcoming hero. And then Uncle Jeff had a developer update. And then at the developer update, he talked a little bit about how you can acquire the skins that you saw in the lore vid, uh, this event that uh, currently allows you to essentially get a bunch of wins, get some skins, get some sprays. The way it works is it's uh, uh, until July 1, if you get three wins, you get an icon. Six wins gets you two sprays. Nine wins gets you the skin. And that can be in comp, arcade, or uh, quick play and then the remaining cosmetics uh you would have to watch a variety of twitch streams that are drop enabled and for those who are keeping score at home if you want to watch flower event on june 22nd from 4 to 8 p.m pacific she will be drop enabled streaming and you can score the uh the cosmetics from there uh other things that came out though as part of the developer update talked a little bit about uh, the upcoming patch where we got replays live now in the real game, the production game and all the hero updates we talked about in the previous episode. Uh, Baptiste's heal has been increased. Amplification matrix lasts longer. Uh, Diva's defense matrix is a little bit uh, smaller in, in length. Uh, McCree, his primary recover has uh, actually been reduced from 0.5 to 0.42 as he can actually, you know, do a little more damage. Uh, Arissa's protective barrier can now be tossed without uh, interrupting a reload. Symmetra's teleporter can go a little bit farther, or sorry, can be engaged with a little bit farther. And then uh, Torb's rivet gun has been nerfed, and I learned that the hard way in Mr. Hughes. Why? Why would they nerf Torb? Hey. <laughs> Look how they massacred my boy. Uh, assault? <laughs> uh, if, you, if you haven't played Assault yet, uh, your Point A capture only gets you three minutes instead of the previous four minutes. And then mm-hmm. on losing point A, the defenders that are dead, they uh, and die shortly thereafter, they actually only have a maximum respawn of 3.5 seconds. So again, today when I was playing, uh, we tried to snowball and we just got wiped because it didn't spawn by the time we were able to get in on point B. This feels like it'll be big for 
OWL for the pro ma- match scene because they tend to roll a lot if there's a good take with a stagger. So this will help the league too. And then there are all sorts of other, you know, little bugs that got fixed and stuff and things. <laughs> and, you know, apparently. Sam, you, you think that's a Toronto nerf? Nerf to their like playtime? Hmm. Well, Toronto's kind of nerfed themselves. They don't really do the three twos anymore. Now they just lose. <laughs> That's a good point. So I don't know. I, I've, I've laid off them a little bit, and it's a dangerous time for me to to make fun of Toronto right now. So that's that's a good point. Overwatch World Cup committees were announced. Uh, first of all, we already knew that you couldn't vote for me, and I wasn't in the running for uh, G- was it GM that I was going on for, or was coach? <laughs> he doesn't even know. <laughs> it was coach. Um. There are no Titans represented in the coaching staff in either the United States or in Korea. Uh, Canada will be staffed by general manager Jane, uh, community manager Karkia, and coach will be Tickety. Uh, and uh, they do get the number two seed, and we have seen Canada play really well. But is that just sort of the way things were because the popularity contest demanded it? Um, or is that just the way things are because those are the best people for the job? I don't know. We don't have that many pros uh, from Canada. Most of them are pretty f- you know, famous. I-, I expect to see the same squad this year as well. Not that it's a bad thing. They finished on the podium like three years in a row. I guess so. Did get lucky in some draws, but still, they're a decent team. Everybody's going to see like XQC there again because he's like really famous. And yeah, it's going to be fun. Was Note on the team last year? I can't remember. He was, yeah. Crimzo, Note, Agilities, Surefor is going to be there. Everybody's favorite dude, Mangachu. Mangachu, yeah. A bunch of tall dudes in Shorefor. I remember when it stood up there, everybody's like over <laughs> six feet and poor Shorefor is like so small <laughs> next to them. Yeah. That is one thing that I, I don't know if we've mentioned is in our time, spending time with the Titans and giving you all these interviews, man, everybody outside of Stitch is really tall. Yeah, it was it was uh, surprising. Uh, okay. I, I, so I strange. I, I myself was was quite surprised. Yeah, yeah. It's just is so weird. Maybe it's just us who's short. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe that that's the real truth. But five ten short, you know, huh? definitely not your stereotype nerd gamer hidden hidden way in in a in a small closet playing games for sure. Like these guys are these guys are all massive. Could um, be a big, big I, I do think it's a little bit disappointing that USA didn't pick up Harsha. I mean, all the dude does is win, mm-hmm. right? Heck, he could even tell other teams to win, and they win. Like, how much power? Yeah. Have? Yeah, and all Arrow does is lose. I mean, you know, yeah. I don't know how he coaches, but that's that's what the stats say. Yeah, Harsha or, or the coach from the Glads, they all, you know, I think just the Glads coach said, like, oh, I think it's more of a popularity contest. And he's not wrong. Like, when, when you have the community voting in for you. Sure. What, what can you do? Well, and that, that's the other thing. Like, general manager as well as community manager everyone who had an overwatch account was able to vote the coaches were voted in by the top percentage of players in a particular region i don't know what that percentage mm. was uh, i did not qualify to vote for- <laughs> <laughs> well if we work real hard maybe we can vote on a coach next year yeah i might get back to diamond soon so we'll see there, there you go that's probably not enough though 
So as we wrap up this episode, um, any final thoughts or words of wisdom you wanted to share with our listeners? I'm just going to start one thing that, that I'm going to uh, do repeatedly at the end of each and every episode. I think we're close enough now. I'm just going to state the fact that we have only 10 more wins to go for a perfect 20 0 and 0. 28. 20, 20 oh. Man, I can't even. I can't even. 28 and 0? 28 and 0? Is that the goal? So, yeah, the countdown has begun. <laughs> for people who are superstitious, they're cursing you through their. Yeah, I know, but I felt confident this week because we played Chengdu and Valiant, so <laughs> it'll be fine for at least another week. Uh, well, I think next next week is the Glads, right? So, yeah. um, from me, I think I think we just heard the the interview from from the coaches, and so so for those of you guys that don't know, we did we did record it a couple of weeks back, so that was before the Warriors, I guess, ultimately lost. So both and Dante and I are very disappointed, but uh, we'll be okay. Hmm. As for me, I just want to drop a little news about the podcast that you may or may not have seen take place. First and foremost, uh, we're sort of experimenting, throwing the podcast up on YouTube. So I have an episode up there. I'm going to try to get a couple more up. Uh, it's probably news to the two guys that are joining me right now because I didn't actually mention it until uh, here. So surprise. Nothing surprises us anymore. We also have a phone yeah. number. You can text us. We can leave a voicemail. That's more of a surprise. Do we have a fax number? We do number? not have a fax number. We only have a phone number. The phone number is zero get, get on with the times, Chris. I, I do have a challenger for for those of you that are listening. Who of you have actually left a voicemail ever? You can send a text message too. Okay, like I was just I, okay. The tweet that I sent out today about the phone number. I was just playing around, but the phone number that I was so in rudely interrupted in sharing is six zero four. Four zero nine three three two four, and if you're international, that's country code one six zero four four zero nine three three two four. You can send a text message, you can drop a voicemail. We'll listen to it, and we may be able to include it in a future episode. Who knows? We want to connect with our, our listeners, or you can send us an email, you, and that's podcast at readysetpone.com or feedback at readysetpone.com. Actually, feedback's the better one to send. That's the one I actually check all the time. If you leave a voicemail for us and that is your first voicemail, please make sure to note that. <laughs> Hi, this is the first voicemail I'm ever leaving ever anywhere. And it was with the Home yes. Podcast. That's terrific. Uh, you can also join our group on Facebook. That's RSP Looking for Group. Uh, it hasn't been as active as of late. I apologize for that. Just stuff and things going on. Uh, but I do plan on sharing other, you know, gaming nerdy stuff in, in that group. So if you want to be part of the action, please, you know, feel free to join. If you're already there, thank you. Maybe consider inviting some of your friends to, to join the group. We have Discord as well. Our Discord's pretty cool. It's like the, you know, cool kids section. Uh, if you're too intimidated by what goes on in Titans Discord, you can get to the link uh, off of our Twitter account. As far as finding us everywhere on social, it's at ReadySetPone on Twitter. We're Facebook.com slash ReadySetPone. And on YouTube, we're ReadySetPone. So, with all of that said, on behalf of Omni, at Omni Strife, Sam, at another Sam channel, myself, Chris, at Lightforce, I'm going to sign off with the two words we do each and every episode, and that's Hatchrays! we